0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: I stroll through the pictures, what I've left behind. I'm locked, I'm locked up like in memories They all intertwine The memories in, in my mind I know tomorrow Cause that dawn will come You will never know
0: what
2: you've done. Hello and good evening. Welcome to the NASCA Stop Child Abuse Now Scan Blog Talk Radio Show. NASCA is the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. My name is Victoria and I'm your host for this evening. And we are on scan number 3352. And uh, we're planning on having a guest this evening, and uh, she hasn't come yet. in yet. Okay, but I'd like to say first that we have a single purpose here at NASCA, which is to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional traumas and neglect. And we do so with only two goals. One, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic worldwide problem that affects everyone. Two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. Again, we are on scan number 3352 and if you'd like to be a part of the panel this evening, please call in at 646-595-2118 and my co-host will meet you on the back line and ask if you'd like to ask a question or actually I will be because <laughs> um, I'm just on tonight and um, if you have anything to say, we'd really like you to join in the conversation and uh we hope that you um, will support NASCA. Uh, I also want to let you know that uh, these shows um, are recorded and archived. And uh, we have shows during the week. And we hope that you might look listen to the, some of the archives, because we have had a lot of wonderful guests on the show and have discussed many different topics. So uh, tonight, um, since our guest hasn't shown up, um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about um, a book that helped me quite a bit. And uh, it was written in uh, 1988, and it's called The Courage to Heal. And it was actually, um, back then, um, it was women that were talking about being adult survivors of child abuse. And so it's a guide for women survivors of child sexual abuse, but it does apply to men as well. And I wanted to, talk first about um, remembering. And uh, we have one other person right now on the line, and that is Philip. So um, the person that wrote, the the people that wrote this book are Ellen Bass and Laura Davis. And they said, uh, I've looked um, the memories in the face and smelled their breath. They can't hurt me anymore. For many survivors, remembering is the first step in healing. To begin with, you may have to remember that you were abused at all. Second comes specific memories. If you think you were abused but don't have any memories of it, see, but I don't have any memories, page 81. The third kind of remembering is the recovery of the feelings you had at the time the abuse took place. Many people have always remembered the physical details of what happened but have forgotten the emotions that went with it. One survivor explained, I could rattle off the facts of my abuse like a grocery list, but remembering the fear and terror and pain was another matter entirely. Remembering is different for every survivor. If as a young person you turned your abuser into the police and testified against them in court, there's not much chance you forgot. Likewise, if you had to raise your abuser's child or abort it, you probably always remembered But the abuse may have been so present in the daily texture of your life that there was no way to forget. One person who kept a vivid image of what happened to her said she sometimes wished she had forgotten. I wish I could have forgotten shock treatments like my mother. She had forgotten huge segments of her life, and I used to envy her. One, on the other hand, this woman said that she was glad she'd always known just how bad things were. At least I knew why it was weird, knowing what happened allowed me to work on the damn problem. I may not have forgotten entirely, but coped by having selective memories. I always knew that we had an um, incestuous relationship. I remember the first time I heard the words incest when I was 17. I hadn't known there was a word for it. I always remembered my father grabbing my breasts and kissing me. I told my therapist I remember every miserable thing that happened to me, It seemed like I remembered so much. How could there be more? I didn't remember anything but abuse. But I didn't remember being raped, even though I knew I had. I don't want to remember being raped. We talked about the fact that I didn't want to remember that for months, yet I knew my father had been my first abuser. And so we do have one other person on the line, and that is Philip. And I'll bring him on now.
0: Mm-hmm. So Hello there, Philip. How, how are, are you? you? Good
2: oh, I'm you? good. I'm doing okay. Um, talking about remembering. Um, do you remember when? Do you remember when you started remembering, or did you always know that you've been beautiful I
3: always knew. Mm-hmm. I always knew.
2: Oh, you yeah. always knew.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, me too. But um, as this woman was talking about, uh, I could I could rattle off what happened to me, but but the feelings weren't really there, and uh, I think that uh, took a while for it to come to me. I don't know. Um, I was hoping that we'd have uh, more people calling in, which uh, is okay that it's just you and I, because <laughs> I could talk about remembering for a long time. Um, do you have anything to say on that about your story?
1: Well, my memory is kind of bad because I choose chose not to remember things, so that kind of blocked mm-hmm. out a lot of memories in my head. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: that makes sense. Did it happen um, to you, Mr. Victoria? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um,
2: they said... Uh, Uh, recovering, uh, occluded memories, those black from the surface is not like, um, remembering with the conscious mind, often the memories are vague and dreamlike as if they're being seen from far away. That's kind of what happened to me. The actual rape memories for this person, um, was like, uh, for the end of a tunnel, that's because I literally left my body at the scene. So I remember it from a perspective. There's some physical distance between me and what's going on. Those memories aren't as sharp in focus. It's like they happen in another dimension. Other times, memories come in bits and pieces. And then it talks about flashbacks. In a flashback, you re-experience the original abuse. Flashbacks may be accompanied by feelings you felt at the time, or they may be stark and detached, like watching a movie about someone else's life. Frequently, flashbacks are visual. I saw things um, that happened um, but they couldn't see the face and um, a black belt. Um, the first time visual memories can be very dramatic and uh, another part is regression. Another way to regain memory is through regression under the guidance of a trustworthy therapist so it's possible to go back to earlier times or you may find yourself going back on such a journey on your own with only the prompting of your own unconscious Another thing is sense memory, which is often in particular touch, smell, or sound that triggers memory. You might remember when you returned to a town, to the house, to the room where the abuse took place, or when you a certain aftershave or, you know, you heard a certain song or something. And uh, there's different ways to remember. And there's um, a lot more differences now than, than uh, there ever used to be. Because um, there's a lot more in the news and stuff than uh, there ever was uh, before. And uh, we also have Bill on the line. Hello, Bill.
5: Hi, how are you tonight?
3: Oh, I'm doing well.
2: And we also have uh, Philip on the line. And we were
5: just what talking about memories. Hi, Philip.
3: How are you? Say
5: hey, the last thing again. How are you? Oh. I've been sick, and you probably know this, but um, I'm still sick, Uh, and uh, I've had to slow down everything I was doing and and try to concentrate on getting better, so that's what I've been doing.
1: That's not good. I hope you get better.
5: Thank you. Thank you very much. So I'm very Mm -hmm. interested in how everything's going. I don't have a lot of time right now, Victoria, but I'd like to speak to you another time soon. Because I, I, I do want to stay, you know, up to date, or at least in touch, and uh, show you that I'm interested in you guys, too. But it's been really tough to uh, yeah. go through what have been going through. So, um, you know, Christina, my wife, has been really good to me. I have pretty good health care and so forth. So, on that level, I'm getting taken care of. But um, I, I just, I'm so debilitated and weak and so forth, so and mm-hmm. uh symptoms are not fun either <laughs> glad you're checking um, in yeah. yeah yeah i'm checking in yeah mm-hmm. oh so. yeah oh but so,
2: um uh, yeah i'm gonna come uh, out to uh california i'm coming out to california in uh february the 11th yes,
5: yes i know i know i'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that i hope i hope i'm up to snuff enough to get around a little
2: no. We'll come out and see you, hopefully, anyway. Um, okay. I'm seeing another yeah, NASCA good. member that I've never met in person.
5: <laughs> uh-huh, but good.
2: I met her through NASCA, and uh, we we talk pretty much every day. And uh, it's okay. going to be exciting. It's always good. exciting to meet somebody, you know, that
5: well, you've I met agree. over the Internet. Oh, I agree. I really like that. yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I we did
5: that.
2: I'm I said we United, did that, so that, that was really neat. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
5: a few
2: years ago now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, you take care of
6: yourself,
5: and thanks for thank checking you, in Victoria. with us. All right. You take, take care of yourself. Thank you, you Philip. God bless you now. Bye-bye.
6: God bless. You. bye Bill. Okay. That was nice. So, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, Bill hasn't been feeling well, so I'm glad he was able to come on and check in. Um, we've kind of cut down on our um, radio shows. I don't know, Philip, if you've been trying to call in, but um, we did have some problems um, with the Black Pack radio show for a while, with even getting on it and trying to do a show. And uh, if anybody else was trying to get on, that, that's what's been going on. And... Uh, We've also um, been looking for more guests to fill in. Uh, For instance, tonight um, I had a gal that was going to call in, and she might have had a hard time calling in because she's never done it before. So if people don't know how to call in, um, you can just call in. Some people might be listening on the Internet. And uh, you can call in at um, 646-595-2118. And uh, I can see you on my screen, and I'll invite you to come on and join in the discussion. Is there anything particular that you wanted to talk about or know about, Um, either about abuse or about my story or
3: anything? Um, How old were you when your abuse started?
2: Um, I was an infant. What's that? Uh, Before I was a year old. Oh, that's terrible. uh, Yeah, and uh, I uh, ended up um, being committed to a state hospital because, um, and this has to do with memory too, I was crawling around on my hands and knees as an adult and would end up in the corner all curled up in a ball and shaking and whimpering and not knowing why I was doing it and not remembering that I was doing it. I was married at the time, and my husband would tell me after the incident that that's what was going on. And so I thought, well, I must be crazy, you know, and uh, tried to get help, and nobody really knew what was going on. And back then, um, they really didn't know much about the condition I had, which was multiple personality disorder. Now they call it dissociative identity disorder. They renamed it. At the time, nobody really knew much about it. And uh, when I went into the psych wards, um, they kind of thought that I was just making this up to get attention, that I was acting like that to get attention. So I ended up being committed to a state hospital. And uh, I ended up going back to my grandparents who raised me since I was a year old and asking them what I was like when I came to live with them. And my grandmother told me how I acted. And I said, well, didn't you think that was weird? And she said, well, yeah. And I said, well, what would you do? Did you take me to the doctor or anything? She goes, yeah, we took you to the doctor. And I said, well, you know, it was like pulling teeth. So, well, what did the doctor say? And she said, well, he examined you, and uh, uh, your vaginal opening was too big for a child that age that you had all been sexually abused. I don't think they used that word, you know. Uh, I don't really remember what she said, but that was basic, you know basically what had happened or what the doctor said. And uh, she also said that the doctor said to never tell me. And I said, well, why would he say that? She said, well, he said that it would never affect you unless you knew. And I said, well, obviously it's affecting me. I'm locked up in a state hospital and I might never get out, you know. And uh, my husband kept coming to the psych ward with my children and telling me that I was going to get out. And a lot of people in the psych ward just kind of get dumped there um, in the state hospital and nobody comes and sees them or anything. They just get dumped. At least that's the way it was then. And it is, it is really a sad fact, you know? And, uh, I had him coming and he would bring me money to go to get cigarettes and to go to what they call the canteen where they had like snacks and stuff. And, uh, When I was um, 21, I escaped from my biological father. And uh, he kept coming back into my life and abusing me. And after the abuse, because he'd leave again, after the abuse, I'd forget. But I had, like, these memories. Like, I was scared of him, but I didn't know why when he come back into my life. And then he'd start abusing me again, and then I, you know, the memories would start coming back. But I had a lot of memories and I had a lot of trouble focusing in school, making friends, all that kind of stuff was just, you know, really difficult for me. I couldn't focus on any schoolwork and I couldn't figure out why I was weird or different or, you know, whatever. Um, it just nothing made sense until I was 21 years old and I escaped and I got put into it and went into a better women's shelter and went into a psych ward. And and literally started getting some kind of help, you know. At least I started talking to a psychiatrist. So, you know, it took a long time because they weren't. That was back in 1983, and they really didn't know much about child sexual abuse back then. Um, Do you know more about it you- now? Oh, yes. Yes, I, um, I've i been going to therapy since I was 21. And at the end of this month, I'll be 62 years old. So I've been in therapy all that time. And I'm still in therapy. I'm still learning stuff. <laughs> and I'm still trying to deal with, with the memories. And, I mean, every day, matter of fact, my therapist was just going over like a kind of review of where I started out and where I'm at now and stuff, you know, and she was asking me questions like, you know, um, you know, like, do you still have memories that you're dealing with and how often are they? And I said, Oh, they're on a daily basis because they affect my everyday living. You know, I'll be doing something and all of a sudden I'll have a memory of something that happened, you know. But uh that That, again, that goes back to what they're talking about with it, with a trigger or, you know, something that reminds me that makes me feel bad or makes me feel bad about myself. And I really have to work hard to get rid of those old messages that that I'm a bad person or that um, nobody's going to like me or something's wrong with me. And then I have to remind myself that that I was abused and that's why I feel that way because that's what I was told or indirectly told.
1: How did you get to the point to where you could give yourself those messages?
2: Um, I basically realized that I needed to reparent myself and uh, because I was given bad parenting, real bad parenting. My grandparents took me in when I was a year old, and they were alcoholics, so I didn't get very good messages from them either. And uh, I realized there were other people in the world that, didn't get those kinds of messages. I got positive messages. And I thought to myself, what would it be like if growing up I would have got these positive messages? Especially when I started parenting, I thought, I want my kids to have a different childhood than I had. So I started going to parenting classes. And uh, we got um another caller, so let me see who this one is. Um, hello, um, who's on the line? Oh, just a minute. I thought I opened their mic, but I didn't. Hold on a sec.
0: Um, just a
2: Hello, Um, 612 area code. Can I ask who's calling in?
3: Diane.
2: Oh, hi, Diane. Diane's again Hi, how tonight.
3: are you? welcome.
2: I'm great. This is Victoria, and we also have on the line, who is also here uh-huh. to support
1: you. Hello, Miss Diane. So,
2: Yeah, so Diane is our guest tonight, and uh, I met Diane um, a while back, and I didn't know that she was the survivor of child abuse, and I told her I was looking for a guest tonight, and she volunteered to come on the show and tell her story. So uh, welcome, Diane. Yes. Yes? (laughs) What did you say? I said... um, I was just uh telling Philip and, and the people that might be listening that um you had uh volunteered to come on tonight and tell your story.
0: Yeah. And definitely. the
2: way we really do it is uh we just it's kinda of your show. You could just get to come on and, and tell what you remember. We were just talking about memories and we were talking about sometimes we just can recall what happened to us but we don't really remember the feelings and then when we start dealing with it It isn't easy to to deal with the feelings and, and, uh, um, you know, uh, really deeply about all the things that happened. So would you like (sighs) to begin maybe at the beginning of what you remember and if there was, you know, other things going on in your childhood at the same time?
3: Well, no, but when I was seven years old, my Uncle Frank wrote me. Oh, no. I'm really sorry about that. I'm really sorry. My Uncle Frank pulled me in a vacuum cleaner box. that The Kirby vacuum cleaner came in carried the blindfold me, took me downstairs into the basement when we lived at 617 Sherburn. Seven years old and he sexually molested me. I, I had no oh. idea about what the Uncle did. Mm. It was either Frank, Roy, Butcher, David. My mom and dad came home because they were babysitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My Uncle Butch. I told my mom and dad, he says, he says, you better go upstairs. He says, Diane's up there crying really hard. Mom and dad came upstairs and they said, what's wrong? And I told them, I said, one of them, I said it was either Roy, Frank, Roy, butcher, David. I said, one of them touched me. Mm-hmm. My dad was raving mad. God, he was raving mad. He wanted to go kill all four of my uncles. Mm-hmm. And my dad made all of them lay down on the floor, pull their pants down all the way down to the ankles. My dad took a leather belt and he had to each and every one of them four times wow. until they stood up and said which one did it.
2: Oh my goodness! And
3: Frank, how old? Today? stood up, huh?
2: How old was your uncle that abused you?
3: 18. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad and mom kicked his ass out. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen him in like 20 years after that. Mm-hmm. Frank had already gotten married and had children and all that shit. And I, I never talked to him. I was never close <laughs> to him as like I was with my Uncle Butch, my Uncle Ryan, Uncle David.
2: Mhm. Oh, that makes sense That you were then I was
5: raped by a black person
2: Oh, no How old were you then? Huh? How old 17, were you then? 17. Wow Yep
3: That's terrible I was scared to death to... Yeah Yeah
2: So how did you feel when you know you were you were I telling your scared.
3: parents?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I really didn't tell them. Roy is or Frank? No, David or Butch is. There? Mm-hmm. I can't remember which uncle it was, but um, I think it was Roy. No, mm-hmm. Butch said that there's something wrong with Diane. Somebody did something to her.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And mom wow. and dad ran up the ran up the steps. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was and that was blood was all over my dress, all over the bed.
2: Oh my goodness. And I was
3: still wearing the fucking blindfold.
2: Oh my goodness. He said,
3: "Do not take it off." Wow.
2: Oh. That he said, awful. "If you
3: take it off, he said, well, mom and dad.'" He says, "He says when." Kurt and Shirley Levy's will beat your ass. Uh So I never took it off. I never knew who did it until I heard Frank's Mm -hmm. voice. Yeah. Well, I told mom and dad, I said, I think it was Uncle Frank. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And dad said, Frank, you're fucking dead. Uh, My dad never swore. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So my dad beat his ass and kicked him out. And how that makes you feel? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I said good. I'm glad he's gone, Mom and Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That must be
2: horrible being seven years old and have that. Like you said, you didn't even know what was going on. I mean,
3: I had no idea. Right. right. After right. you done it to me, I mean... I was so full of blood; it was unfucking believable. Yeah. Oh, that would be so scary. Yeah, it was. I was scared to death.
2: Yeah. Painful too. Pain. And I'm
3: gonna, I'm gonna see a psychiatrist mm-hmm. about it cause it's. Oh, it's, that's great idea. Yep, it pops in my mind, you know, quite a bit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we were just talking about, you know, um when you started remembering or when you started getting help and I ended up escaping from my dad at twenty one and uh he kept yeah. coming back in life, you know. But I couldn't remember what he had done, I just knew I was afraid of him 'cause my I blocked it, you know, we were talking about that, how we block it out sometimes. And then mm-hmm. it comes
3: back at pieces. I know that he was one of the second. Yeah. He was the second uncle that died on my mother's side. Uh, and now I know why he died, because of the shit that he did to me. And he died early. Yeah. He was like 45 years old when he died. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And him yeah. and I had the same birthday, but different years. Wow. And that's what really, really, really sucked when I was younger. hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know? So how
2: did you, did you make it through school okay? I mean, um, how yeah, was your childhood? Yeah, I
3: did. You sucked. feel like that I mean, affected your childhood? Yeah. Mom and Dad took me to see a psychiatrist and I I really, 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 really Vicky didn't know what to say or I didn't know how to tell them. I just Yeah. You know, I just I didn't know how to tell them. Yeah. Yeah, well we just don't don't have a head. I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was seven years old, you know, and I was scared to death. I didn't know who to tell. I didn't know who to talk to. Mm -hmm. And my mother, my mother went in there with me, and mom said, it's okay, honey. She says, you can tell this lady anything you want. She says, Mm -hmm. whatever's on your mind, she says, you can tell them, honey, because they're here to help you. Mm -hmm. So I went into detail. Mm -hmm. Started telling her, and... I cried the whole entire time, and that's the lady said. My psychiatrist, Angie, she said this is the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. She says get all this out. Mhm. So did you continue to go,
2: or was it a one-time thing?
3: Yes, I did. No, I continued to go up until the time I was 12 years old. Mhm. Then I got into my friends and forgot all about being molested. Mhm, yeah, got a lot of friends,
2: mhm,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, because I know that well I'm um, so
3: under stress, mhm, yeah,
2: yeah. sometimes we can go on with our lives. It seemed like I was going on with my life and everything, and then all of a sudden it. You know, it kind of hit me again, and uh, that's when I knew I had to get back into therapy because um, Mm -hmm. it was really, really hard for me. I didn't know who I could sure is. And sometimes we just can't, you know. We could talk to friends and stuff, but a lot of people just don't understand how difficult it is on a daily basis to have those memories. It sucks. Yeah. And your friends aren't trained trained to help you, and a lot of people don't understand why their friends can't help them or their family. Yeah. So what I try to tell people is when you go look for a therapist, and this is a bone for everybody to know, you need to ask them if they're trauma-informed or trauma-trained. actually, Because there's a lot of therapists that do therapy with people that are like you know, maybe they were in an accident or maybe, you know, um uh, they were domestically abused or whatever. There's different therapists that deal with different issues.
5: And it's really uh-huh. important
2: got somebody that deals with child abuse specifically. Yeah. You know? And we've got more people on the line. And we've got um Kim and them is part of this as well. Hello, Kim. Did you hear uh, any part of Diane's story
4: here? Hello. Um, okay. No, I didn't. Hi, Diane. Thank you for being on Hi. tonight, especially last minute.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: And I know, I know that it's not always easy to tell your story for the first time. So many people have told it on here, and we're honored that you're willing to tell your story. So thank you and um, i didn't hear a whole lot about it i've just been hearing bits and pieces because i apologize i got on late and um but i guess maybe you had said this as well but what were your family dynamics like did you have siblings
3: yes i had uh two brothers who died one died of cancer Massive heart attack and my other brother died. I had brothers who were twins. They were identical. And um Gary and Jerry Gary or Gary died first and then Jerry died.
4: Oh wow. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's so hard. And so everybody's yeah. fine but you. You're the only one. You're the last sibling left.
3: Yeah. No, I have I'm a sister. Sorry.
4: Oh, you have a sister too. I have a oh, sister,
3: okay. Yeah. yeah, she's three years younger than me. Yeah,
2: what? Diane was telling us well, that um, she yeah. was sexually abused at seven by her uncle. And um, do you want to just uh, quickly let uh, Kim and our other caller um, just quickly what what happened? Huh? Do you want to just uh, fill Kim and our other caller, who is Karen, in on yeah. uh, what you talked about first So what happened? All right. Hang on.
3: Hi, I'm Diane. I was molested by my Uncle Frank when I was seven years old. He was 18. And somebody, one of my uncles, I had four uncles, Frank, Roy, Butch, and David. And my Uncle Frank blindfolded me put me in a great big Kirby box, vacuum cleaner box, carried me downstairs in the basement, and sexually molested me. And I guess, well, I was full of blood. I mean, I had on a beautiful dress that my mom and dad had bought me. And uh, mom and dad had come home. And Butch, my Uncle Butch, said that uh, they said there's something wrong with Diane. She's upstairs crying really, really hard. And mom and dad came upstairs and said, Diane, what's wrong? And I told mom and dad a little bit about what happened. I didn't really know what it was called, but I was bleeding. And as soon as my dad seen that I was bleeding, he ran down the steps and yelled at all four of my uncles. I mean, he screamed in their faces and said, which one of you guys, that's my daughter. And he made all of them lay down on the floor with their pants down to their ankles. under he too, and he walked, each and every one of them with the belt until one of them got up and said I'm the one that molested Diane my uncle Frank got up and said I'm sorry could and Shirley but I'm the one that raped her and, Frank and my dad said get the fuck out of my house my dad beat the shit out of him and I kicked him out of the house and we never seen him again for probably 20, 30 years after that. I didn't tell you this, Victoria, but I was molested too by my brother.
2: Oh my goodness. How old were you then? 18.
3: 18?
2: And Diane was also telling us that she did go to therapy right after that, and she's thinking about going to therapy now. So I don't know if anybody wants to share um, how therapy might have helped them
4: because
2: she's just thinking about it.
4: Well, thank you, Diane, for for going over that again, going through that. Um, I'm sorry that happened to you. That's just awful, and nobody should ever have to go through
3: all of that. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, I, could have I fucking and, killed him myself.
4: Well, yeah, but you're seven years old. You don't know any difference. I mean, it's I know. Your uncles, who you loved, and they should have been there to protect you. And it's, it is sad. You know, we do we do these all the time. We listen to people's stories, but um, it is sad to hear them over and over. Yep. And I think that, you know, we need to be able to understand that this is the first time for you and we appreciate you doing it like I said so um, you know what else how did your life go on after that how did you after your uncle was kicked out and you were gone what happened mm-hmm. uh, after that
3: well we moved we moved out of the house my dad my dad had owned it for like 42 years I was born and raised in that house, and my dad said, Diane, we're gonna move, honey. We're not gonna live in this house anymore. I said, Good, mom. And my yep. dad sold the house and we moved. We moved to South St. Paul. Wow. Then after that, we so, moved to Laramie, Wyoming. Oh, did you?
4: Is that where you're yep. at now? Wyoming?
3: No, I'm
4: in, in Alaska.
2: <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, and that's where I met Diane. And like I was saying earlier, I didn't know that Diane was a survivor of child abuse. We started talking on day, and she told me she was, but we didn't really go into any details. This is the first time that I've even heard Diane's
4: story. Yep. Um. Wow. Well, yeah. Thank
3: you yep, for being brave but, enough. And if you have a book? No, I don't. My brother Jerry said, oh. if you, he says, uh, you better have sex with me because if you don't, he says, I'm gonna tell mom that you let that that you let this guy. They called Roach. I don't know why. He was though. I know that. And he, Jerry said, if you if you tell mom. That I had sex with you, I'm going to tell mom that you let that black dude rape you or have sex with you, that you ought to have sex with him. I said, you dirty, rotten son of a bitch, and motherfucker. I told her right to his face. I said, Jerry, I said, I hate you. Then he and molested how old his own daughter. I was seven oh, years old.
4: When your brother did too? No, when your brother. I was eighteen. I was eighteen. You were were
3: eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were
4: eighteen.
3: My mom was gone, and my my fucking mother didn't even believe me. So sad. (sighs) Yeah, and you know what? I. Not. She said. I said yes. He did. Even my sister was there. My sister said. Yes, he did, Mom, because he raped me, too. Ah, bullshit, she said. I was like, okay, well, whatever. Oh,
2: so sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And especially, I so think, it's I we get blamed for um, another rape, and then we're raped by that person who blamed us. He said that we enjoyed it and whatever we wanted it. You know, anytime somebody says you wanted it, and you know that you didn't want it,
3: um, that's very, very difficult. I know. I just, oh, my God. I couldn't
5: believe it. very really,
2: really great to come on the show and talk about this very courageous, and I am really glad to hear that you are. decided that you're going to see a therapist, that things are coming up for you now you realize that it's time to get some help. Yep, I know. So what do you think the deciding factor was that you decided that it's finally time to get help?
3: Because I was laying here in my bed one night, and I just started crying. Then I started thinking about it, and I told the lady that that comes here, and she's a RN. She works mm-hmm. here, you know, a couple of times a week. And I told, I talked to her about it. She says, "Well, she says I'm going to get you into counseling."
2: That's wonderful.
3: That's yeah. wonderful. And
2: I don't and, know when remember, she's
0: going to be a therapist.
2: When you go to see a therapist, you get to interview them too. You get to say, you know, how are you going to help me, you know?
3: Yeah, um, I know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. yeah. do you mind
4: if I say something else? Um, this is Kim again. I No, I, I guess I didn't really answer that question earlier, but I think I started going to therapy when I was probably in my 30s, but not necessarily always telling what was the real problem. So I was going to therapy to try and figure out why my marriage isn't working and why, you know, I'm having all these other issues, but never really connected it to that. And then once I started connecting it to that and telling the therapist, like Victoria said, a lot of them are not trauma-informed, and it is so important. It really is, but because people don't understand how to talk to people who have been traumatized and they will say things that are triggering and, and they don't mean to, but when you're with a therapist, especially, it's like they don't, you know, you want them to be able to to relate to you and be on your side and support you in the way that you need it. And so I, I'm not perfect at that. There's been a couple of them that I've had in my therapy years, but I've also kind of resigned to the fact that I probably will always go to therapy. I didn't yeah. talk about my abuse till I was about 48 and um, wow. publicly. And I first told it on NASCA, and um, now I've been doing it and I teach classes and stuff now. I've been doing it for about eight years, but um, I think that it is important to always have that support and there's you know, there's friends, and you have Victoria as a friend, which is an amazing friend. Um Everyone should have Victoria as a friend, but then she'd be really overwhelmed. We can't do that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we but yeah, no, no, it's friends,
2: important. Friends can help, but um they're we're not professionally trained, and it's important yeah. for people to find somebody that's professionally trained that they can share things because, you know, and the other thing is, you know, putting, putting a timeline, and that's one thing, you know, I started off this Courage to Change book, and it says, like, to like go to therapy in the morning and do a seminar in the afternoon and do a whole bunch of journaling at night, you know, but, you know, there's no uh, way to accelerate our healing. We're going to heal at different rates. We're going to heal the way that we heal, you know, and we need to be gentle and kind to ourselves and not... Like, figure out that, okay, by the time, you know, and put a time limit on it or put a, you know, people go, are you healed yet? And I say, I'm going to be healing until I take my last breath, whenever that is. Yes, I'm- that's I'm- right. I was in therapy when I was 21 years old, I'm still in therapy, and I will continue because I continue to learn and grow and change and feel better. I want to feel better, you know? You know and this is the way I to
3: feel better. Vicky, Go Hello.
0: ahead.
2: Yep, I'm here. I'm
3: sorry for interrupting you, honey, but
0: whoa, I whoa, went you to go physical
3: ahead. therapy for two mm-hmm. years and I don't think it did a damn bit of good. It didn't mm-hmm. make me feel good. It didn't make me feel better. It just I just kept it bottled up inside me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and I just wish to God that I had a close friend to really talk to like you, Vicki, in private.
2: Mhm. We can do that. I really didn't know that you you never really shared what had happened in in tonight. Um, you really shared a lot already that um, I never knew. and. Uh, I continue to want to encourage you. And then also we do have a group, which is NASCA, which is the same thing that radio show is. Uh, We call it blog Talk Radio, but it's really a call-in show for people that don't know. And uh, we have a NASCA, and it's called NASCA Closed. And I can give you the information and invite you to the group. And closed means that it's only survivors of childhood abuse.
0: And we make Mm -hmm. sure
2: people are in there. And if you read anything in there, that seems inappropriate or doesn't seem like it should be in that group or make people make comments that are negative, um, report it to me because I'm one of the moderators. I can get those kinds of messages off, and Nobody should be saying anything negative to abuse survivors. We need encouragement. Um, we need people that can relate to what we're going through and we all haven't had the same experience and what NASCA says is no matter what you've been through, we don't compare. Child abuse is child abuse, and it should never have happened to any of us, ever. You know, yeah, like... Well, on know, that note,
6: since I'm unmuted, um, and, okay, and I'll, wait. I'll wait.
2: No, no, go ahead.
6: Okay, Carol, and for everybody else on the line, I would like to wish you all a happy new year, and Carol, um, I took your advice about a month ago with regards to an incident Carol's that I had seen... Here. Huh?
2: Carol is not on
6: here. Oh, no? Okay. Well, then you can tell her this. Just tell her thanks from Joe, um, because I I got advice from her with regards to what I had thought might have been an abusive situation uh, from a family member of mine to her son. So I got in contact with the woman's sister, and this woman and her sister aren't exactly the best of friends, but from the sister my other cousin, she tells me that her sister, the one that I thought might have been abusive, and I only say might because I can't be sure, she, um, she confirms to me that her sister, regardless of what I had seen, treats her son very, very well. So I just wanted to say uh, thanks to her, Carol, for giving me the advice, and let him know that I followed up on it and I got a good um, a good ending. So that's all I wanted to say. Sorry for the interruption.
3: Hey, yeah, that's okay, mm-hmm.
6: sir. Yeah. Okay, and I'll let you guys get back to your show. Um, take care now. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Okay, um, that was unexpected and. It had nothing to do with what you're talking about. So let's get back to your story here. Um, let's get back to what you're talking about, um, which was support and also um the the NASA group on Facebook. And also we have um Kim has her number on uh the website and for people that don't know it's NASCA N A A S C A dot org. And we've got um a lot of information on there. And we have people's numbers that you can call. We have a lot of resources and a lot of information that you can read about child abuse. And uh, I'm actually doing an event in April out here in Minnesota. And I can tell people more about that some other time because we want to get back today on story and hear some more about um, maybe how it's affecting your life today. And one of the things that you mentioned was um your medical issues and the thing is is that they've got a book out and I probably misquote the name but it's something like um the body remembers. You know what I'm talking about, Kim? Body keeps score, that's what it's called.
4: And, and Yeah, talks, the Body Keeps the Scores. Yeah. I've
2: read Yeah, it. And it talks about how a lot of times physical things are related to our child use and we can go and try to get help for those physical things. And they don't get better because it has a lot to relate to the child abuse, like pains and um ailments, and I have severe migraines, I have severe back issues. These relate to my child abuse, and I've started feeling better since I started actually dealing with the abuse,
0: wow.
5: Dang.
4: Yeah, I find the same thing. I think most people do. I, most of survivors will find that there is some physical, usually, um, or several things. And have you ever talked about um, or heard about the ACEs study, Diane? No. So that's another good thing to look up. It's called ACEs. It's A-C-E-S like mm-hmm. the card, but um, uh, just Google it. The ACES study, It was done by Kaiser Permanente and you're probably going to find that you fall into a lot of those categories and have probably a pretty high score, but basically, it's, you, um, no, you know, it tells you... Yes, go ahead. Wait. No, it just has
2: to be explained a little bit more. The yeah.
4: yeah, it... Um, it goes into it's here. Let me let me say what it is first. The the actual name because I'm so bad at that. I, I say words and then I don't go for all the way through it. Mm-hmm. It's the Adverse Childhood Experience Study, and it was done by Kaiser Permanente years ago, and the study um just talks about it was in 1995 and 97, but they're still doing studies around this. And um, so it goes through all of the adverse childhood experiences would be things like if you'd been abused, if if you'd been sexually abused, if you've been physically abused, if you've been mentally abused, um, if, you know, if you've ever, um, you know, if you had a parent that had chronic alcoholism or drug use or, you know, even a, a catastrophic thing like a cancer that you can't you know you can't control at all but but those things when they happen in your childhood they affect how you are for the rest of your life because we're so developed we're developing so much during that time frame that that's what mm-hmm. kind of puts us and that's why we have all these ailments and everything is because we aren't able a lot of times we're not just mentally or physically able to get to a point where we are completely able to function like people who have never been abused. And I think the more yep. cases that you have, then it, um, you know, that it, it gives you an idea. And I think it's helped, it's empower me, even though it can, can not empower you, but it, it empowers me to know that I can, yeah. um, can overcome things. And, you know, just because those things have happened doesn't mean that I can't overcome them. But um, yeah. so it says right here that the, the where did it say the pyramid represented? Oh, you can go ahead. and. Did you have something you want to say? Yeah, and I want to also it? say there's no magic age where you become, like
2: you said that when you were 18, how your mother reacted and said that, you know, it didn't happen. It doesn't have to be no matter the age because I was 21 and my biological father was still abusing me. And yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I was also child abuse because it continued into that. And when we're young and we're abused by people, it can continue without us realizing that that person should have never said that to you as a parent, should have never ever said that to you. Um, and that emotionally yeah. damage you as well. Even though
3: you're 18. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know. I am sorry. Have Can him.
4: Well, yeah. Is your TV on, yeah. Diane? Is your TV yeah. going in the background? Could you maybe turn it down a little? Would you mind? I just think it's hard. Some it might be kind of hard for some people to hear if they're listening to your your show. Just the background noise. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Yes, so all of the 10 types of trauma that ACES talks about is physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, um, emotional neglect, and physical neglect. Mother treated violently, so even you've seen somebody being abused. Household substance abuse, household mental illness, parental separation or divorce is a huge trauma, and That's incarceration. A really set off.
3: Yeah. That's
4: yeah, and so if you
3: depression.
4: have, yeah. How old were you yes. when they got divorced, your parents?
3: Uh, 15.
4: Were you?
3: Yeah. yeah, I just bombed when my dad left.
4: Did you
3: get to see him Mm -hmm. still? No. Well, I I was 15. My sister was nine. And my mom said since her and my dad are no longer together, we had to go out and live with my dad in frickin' Canada. So we went out and lived with my dad for probably... Maybe a month, and he couldn't handle us girls, so he sent us back home. Sent sent us on a Greyhound bus with a dollar and a half apiece, so we could eat. And we didn't. We never ate. We just stayed hungry because the last we had was a buck and a half apiece. Oh my goodness! And that was all we had. And we went, came from, went from Canada to mm. Minnesota.
2: Oh, my goodness.
3: And that was like 17-hour bus ride. No, longer wow. than that. I can't remember how long of a ride it is.
0: Mm.
2: How was your mother? Well, how did she treat you after your dad left? Huh? How did your mother treat you, kids,
3: after your dad left? Did they... She loved us. Mm-hmm. Yep, she was very good to us. Actually, my brothers were in the service when my dad left us.
5: Mhm.
3: Yeah, he put my brothers in the service when they turned fifteen. Wow. Yeah, they've been been in the, in the service two years after after mom and dad split up. Mm-hmm. So, um, when did your brother abuse you? Was it when he came home to visit, or? Huh? When did your brother abuse you that
0: when
2: he came home to visit?
3: Or was he living in the home? Yeah. He was already home because he got a dishonorable discharge because he said that he broke his wrist and he really didn't. He just wanted to come home mom wow. yep my sister was gone joey and i were the only two in the house yep well that
2: all sounds
0: really
2: really hard
3: yep
5: very difficult And you said, so you got
3: therapy when you were younger, but then why did the therapy stop? Why do you think it stopped? Why it stopped was because I didn't think it was doing a damn bit of good because we didn't talk or anything. We just sat there and looked at each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So she
3: wasn't very, as we call it, trauma-informed,
2: but I don't like the word informed. I think people should be trauma-trained. Not just informed. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of education is ongoing. As him was saying, we're learning things every day. People need to um, yeah, need to need to be up on what's helpful and what's not helpful. And back then, we really didn't know what was helpful.
3: Yeah,
2: and a lot of cyber didn't even know what was helpful. So. It was hard to support each other. And we're still learning how to support each other. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
4: So how has your sister gotten any, or do you mind, I'm sorry, Victoria, I just budged right in, but do you mind if I answer your questions? Um, do you, has your sister, have you guys talked a lot about it? Do you guys discuss?
3: What oh, yes. Do we you? talk about it all the time when we're together. So, yeah. Or we just dabble over she, the phone about it.
4: Does she, um, does she go to therapy? Does she have some kind of counseling? No. 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 And she's younger or older? Where, yep. where do you fall in the line? She's younger.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, she probably
4: doesn't
3: know. Exactly. I mean, did you when did know? When you don't. Okay. Oh, what? I was just wondering when you left, when she left the house. You said that. You said, Why didn't I leave when Linda, when Linda left? Or my mom? Hmm. And did your sister leave first, even though she was younger? I think my sister was with my mom. I think those two left wow. together, if I remember right. And how because old were you? it was just Jerry and I. I was 18 years old when I got molested.
4: Oh, it was just you two? She left you too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you guys were trying to live on your own and... um. Do you, I, I mean, I guess this is really isn't a question that you could answer, but do you know if your brother has molested anybody
3: else in the family or out of Yes, the family? he molested his daughter.
4: Oh, you he said his daughter, yeah. Uh, he molested my
3: sister, Linda. He molested me, and he went to jail for 10 years. Went to prison.
4: Yeah, he just couldn't get away from it.
3: You think he, that no. you were
4: his first one? I'll bet yep. you, yeah,
3: I'll bet you were. No, yeah, I was. Then he molested my sister, then he molested his daughter. So did he go to jail for his daughter? Unless he he went to jail daughter? for all four of us.
2: Oh, all three goodness. of us.
3: God. Oh, he molested Amanda, too, my, my niece. My sister Linda's daughter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's dead now. He died of cancer. Oh. You don't know if he was abused to you, if he his kids? Really? Yes, he was. He was molested by one of our babysitters, Paulette. Wow. Yeah. Have you and found, Diane, that when
4: you... you... Talk- oh. Go ahead. Go
5: ahead.
4: Well, no, I was just gonna ask Diane when you talk to people if you do I know you don't a whole lot, but when you do open up and tell people your story, do you find that there are a lot of people that have gone through the same thing? You know? Nope. The trauma nope. of abuse or you haven't told enough. You haven't talked enough. Well,
3: I well now you- to, I've talked to a couple of ladies that well maybe two or three two i think that have been molested by the family member oh really yeah
4: because you know there's like one in um i don't know if you've heard those statistics but one in three girls will be molested by molested. before their 18th birthday yeah and then um like one in five boys but yeah you know it, it's And that's that whole generational thing. I think it kind of even falls into that category because my family was the same way with different people in the family. And you just have to wonder at what point did, you know, that uncle who was a child at one point realize that all the rest of the men are abusing and then he's going to carry that legacy on. I mean, it almost feels yep. like that is what happens, yep. and I mean, it's just yeah, it's so sad. Oh, I no. said no, I'm going to stop it, no, I'm going to do whatever I can to not, and um unfortunately i didn't have yeah i didn't have, have a mom who would stick up for me she she knew it was happening, but
3: she't did um, do anything
4: denied it no, but uh, they well, she said it, you know because it had happened to her, and I guess maybe there was some, you know, just, she resigned to the fact that it just happens to all girls. It's just going to happen. And I was like, um, no, I don't think so. I'm not going to just resign to the fact that it's going to happen to my daughter. So I didn't, right. you know, I fought as much as I could. But <laughs> by yeah. having
3: tools helped, but knowing,
4: knowing what you she know can do to there, help. You what,
3: My yeah. daughter said okay, my daughter has mental problems because she, when, she, when she was baby, she damn near drowned. Oh, and gosh. she said that my brother Jerry sexually molested her. And then she says that he didn't molest her. Then she says that my brother Gary, my best brother, molested her. When she was younger, and she said that my son's father molested her. And do you know that they all took lie detector tests, and every single one of them passed it? Oh, really? Uh, Yes. Well, there are people, and it may have been somebody. And I right. never, ever, 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 ever told her that I was molested by my brother Jerry. Well, Jerry mm-hmm. molested me, Mom. I said, No, he didn't. I mm. said, Your uncle took a lie detector test. Well, what's a lie detector test? I said, It's something that that you gotta tell the truth on. If you lie, they'll know that you're lying. But you gotta tell the honest to God truth. And your uncle Jerry. Flunk his lie detector test. That's why he went to prison for 10 years.
2: But there are people that can pull those lie detector tests.
3: Well, he didn't.
2: No, I'm saying some of them can fool them.
3: So they're not Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm going to go here, girls, because I got to get to bed. Victoria, I'll call you tomorrow morning.
2: Yes, yeah, that sounds great. And I really, really appreciate you coming on, especially at the last minute. And I will definitely be talking more about this. And i really honored that, that you were able to shoot as much as you did.
3: So thank you very much. Yeah. Dad, I love you, Vicki.
4: You You're welcome. If you would like to, you could put together a little bit of a bio of who you are and um, and I could put it on the website because this will be available within about 30 minutes after it ends the show. It will be available on Blog Talk. So you can take you can refer anybody to this session on Blog Talk and um, – and on the the website, the website will take you to Blog Talk to listen to it. So, yeah, give me if you want to just give me a little bit of information about you, and I can stick it on there so that people know how well, to we find it. Yeah. I know. To you that, I can help you with that, Diane.
0: All
4: okay? right. All yeah. right.
3: Yeah. I love you, Vicky, and I'll okay. talk to you tomorrow. Okay, sweetheart. Bye, Bye tonight, Diane. Girls. Thank so you. Nice talking to you. Yes. <laughs> Bye.
4: Bye. Nice to meet you. Thank Bye. you.
3: You too. Bye-bye. I really appreciate it.
4: Yeah.
0: I wasn't sure
2: whether she was coming or not. She came on a little late, but uh, um, so I wasn't sure maybe she decided she wasn't going on because like I said Mm. at the first time. Jesus Christ. What's the matter?
4: No, I think she wasn't gone. She wasn't quite gone yet. (laughs) She's gone now. Yeah, she's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was her. She must have, yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But um, <laughs> check in that. with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I was happy that I got to meet her. Thank you for asking her to be on. And um, yeah. yeah, hopefully she comes back because just let her know that she's a part of NASCA and we would love to have yeah. her around and we would love to yeah. support her, so.
2: Well, I know she's on Facebook, so I'm, she, you know, might kind of put us on the, on the group. And for anybody that would like to, we have a open NASCAR um, group where um, we just have information about child abuse. And anybody can go on the NASCAR website. And also, um, any survivors very, very welcome, and we hope that you'll come on. The NASCAR uh, uh, closed group on Facebook. And if you just want to come on and read some of the other people's, you know, posts and, um, you know, if you comment, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. But just to realize that survivors are out there talking now and, uh, people are still feeling alone in this. People are still feeling like, you know, they they want to share. And and the thing is you don't have to share if you want to, you can just come on and, and read stuff and, um, just be a part of the group. And if you do write on the cl- close group, people can't share anything on there. It's no share button like there is on regular Facebook. Uh, and we don't share um, what people like. It's, um, it's, we care about um, confidentiality. And uh, if you ever find out sharing information, contact with the moderators. Um, this is not, it wouldn't be good. And uh, we care about, and as Kevin's saying, that anybody that joins NASCA is a, if they choose to be a NASCA family member, because we can't choose our family of origin, but we can choose the NASCA family if we want. And we do care about you, and we care about your healing, recovery, and we care about wherever you're at is okay. You know, um, a lot of us, you know, go in and out of good places, go in and out of, having a hard time having a hard day having a hard week having a hard hard life (laughs) just just
3: bottom line um this is easy stuff yeah yeah very well said victoria yeah
2: and we really care we really care because that's what nask is about is helping survivors to feel better But, um, you know, we are not professionals, and uh, we, you know, we do have some professionals, but um, most of our members are, and I don't want to put just in front of survivors, because we're not just survivors. (laughs) I don't like the word just. We are survivors, and and, uh, we want to be for for survivors, because people say to me, oh, you do so much, Victoria. I said, really don't do a lot. Really, all I do is what was given to me and what I wish was given to me. And that's it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. I can give back just a little bit of what I've given because I've given so much, I wouldn't where I was at in that day. Because, you know, we can't, we don't get this stuff. It's not like, I just thought when I turned 18, something should magically fall in my head and I would know the wisdom, you know? And, right. and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm a figured out just in the wrong place when it
4: fell down. I was just in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't catch it, huh? <laughs>
0: yeah. I
4: was, you know, I didn't know I was, <laughs> I was
2: in the wrong place. But, you know, it, it, it's a slow process. It does not just been overnight. I talked about that earlier. Is that, you know, we all go at our own pace, and it's okay. And uh, there is no I'm healed. As far as I'm concerned, Uh, we're all on a journey. I'm on a healing journey. And sometimes we are fortunate enough to cross paths with different people that do give strength to go on. Because there's been many times in my life where I felt like I was just going to give up. Because I didn't have hope. And somehow or another, I get that little spur of hope. You know what? Maybe things will get better. And I don't even know where it came from, you know. One little thing, you right. know, like, like the wind is blowing and it's blowing my hair. Or maybe, there's, you know, maybe that, that's a really good thing to do, you know. And, and start feeling a little bit better and go, hey, maybe I could feel a little bit better than this, you know. And, and that hope started to come back, feel a little bit better than I'm feeling. And that's what we want to give the people, the hope. And so we share our stories all different places that we're at in life. And for somebody new to come on is just so wonderful to me because that gives me hope that you know, the people that are still suffering out there still in need, are still reaching out and saying, I deserve this and we all do deserve this. We all do deserve to share our story and get support. Yeah. No matter where we're at, you know, what people think oh, you've been in therapy all this time. Well, um, you know, your life must just be just wonderful and you don't have to think about this and it doesn't affect you. And, you know, I had a sponsor that used to say, uh, don't compare your insides to everybody else's outside because people might look all put right? together, but you don't know how long it took
0: to get,
4: you know. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> you you <laughs> might have been time. days. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it'll be weeks before yeah. we look that good again. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And for me, it was months. I'd lay down good. before I could get up and take a shower, brush my hair and put some makeup on and then dress up and then finally go outside. Be like, wow, you look great. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you don't realize how long wow. I
0: was How yeah. are? Like,
4: you know,
3: we have those I'm spontaneous friends.
4: <laughs> The spontaneous friends, and you're
2: like, um, no, I don't move that Then you feel like you're like, well, you don't really know me, and you don't want to get to know me, you know? And we want to get to know people where they're at right now. We accept you right where you're at, no matter where you're at.
0: Yeah.
4: Amen. So we only have a little bit of time
2: left here. Um, Is there anything that you want to share? About well, no, race. I was
4: wondering though. I was wondering if Bill came on. Did he pop on and say hi? Yeah, he did pop on. Said hi. Okay. Oh, uh, Let us know. I'm sorry that,
2: Um, he's recovering, and his wife is a great support. And uh, he was um sounded pretty tired out, but but you know he said that he's keeping going and uh, um, getting a little bit stronger. And uh, so we're, we're still hanging in there um, with. And that ensures you know, that this show keeps going. And like I was telling people early, that we had some trouble with Log Talk and getting on.
6: And um,
2: now we've kind of backed up a little bit checking the schedule on the website, um, which is org, And uh, look at the schedule for Log Talk Radio and see who the guests are. And if we don't have guests that night, we do. Uh, questions and answer, or we topics, um, and uh, we'd love that anybody call in. And then we have what we call a panel, and people can ask questions either of guest or of whoever's uh, the host that night. Or if you want to bring up a topic, if we don't have a guest, we'd love to have you on. Uh, if you want to call any of us um, that that are doing the group, or if you want to go on Facebook and contact us individually on Messenger. Um, please feel free to do that. And uh, we uh, would love to invite anyone who is adult survival child abuse to come on and hear your story. Even if you've never told it before to anybody, like, like Dan tonight, um, please contact us and uh, come on. Even if you're somebody that told your story 500 times or more, you know, come on and share your because we're all at different places.
4: Yeah, and our lives change. I mean, within months too. So there's always different things going on in our lives, and so right. something big is going on. We want to know. We want to share it with you. So we'd love to have you. And um, and if if you've yeah, been on before, you. don't hesitate to call to get on. And you could sign up either on the
2: website or you could call us and we'll help you go through the apps and sign them up because sometimes um, for me these different websites, you know, they're a little bit different and some of them are hard to navigate if you're not used to it, you know, so get yeah. a hold of us and uh, we'll help you through the whole process of being uh, on the show. Um, we're really, really grateful for anybody that can spend a little bit of time on this with us and whatever you want to share. Um, you know, if somebody asks a question you don't want to share, just I feel comfortable sharing that or I don't want to answer that, whatever. There's no pressure to share any part of the story that you feel comfortable with Um, because, you know, this is something we really value the fact that um, you're even willing to share a little bit, even to come on and be on the panel and say, I've been there.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. Can I share um, something about the website?
0: Um,
4: Just so everybody knows, that, or whoever's listening, um, that we are, you know, we don't, we don't have built back to 100% capacity, and we are still learning some things. And so there are, um, you know, certain times that I haven't updated the website. So I guess what I'm saying is, I ask for your grace <laughs> because it, mm-hmm. it isn't updated right now. But um, and mm-hmm. I can't do it specifically myself. I think I've mentioned that on here before, that I have to have my son do it. So um, it, it's not always updated, but right now we're trying to do when, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays for sure. So, so those okay. you can count on. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I'll get back
2: if you if, don't if, do something, come back on uh, yeah. the next year. Keep, keep checking in with us.
4: Yeah, um, keep checking,
2: guess, yeah. you know yeah he just keep checking and and now we're going through a transition and for those who don't know who bill is bill is the founder of nasca and uh he founded the organization 15 years ago and uh, i actually met bill about 15 years ago <laughs> probably a little after he founded it and uh when i came on was the first time i ever told my story about being abused as a child i've been speaking since they- about domestic violence and about prostitution and and, uh, pornography but um, I've never heard about my child abuse because I was sexually abused until I was 21 by my biological father and um, I don't know I had somebody say you know know, when you're 18 wouldn't you stop it you know (laughs) like I said you know people there's a magic age you're enlightened
4: Right. You're an adult. Uh-huh. so you should know uh-huh. to walk away. Yeah. Mhm. No. Yeah. No. But but I I, I, yeah. I think that um did you say that you were how old were you when it stopped?
2: Twenty
4: one. You're your abused. Yeah. 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 Um and I think and, my mom was similar to that. I think my mom was already married and divorced and it sounds like it was still going on and I, you know, I'm just finding out bits and pieces. She's gone. My mom's been gone now for 19 years. But um, mm-hmm. for some reason, my dad likes to tell me bits and pieces of things every once in a while. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to know. Uh, no more. Don't tell me anything else. But, uh-huh. yeah, it's hard to understand. But when you are so pretty much brainwashed, basically, mm-hmm. is what it is. You are brainwashed to that person. And that mm-hmm. person... Has decided that they're going to, you know, continue it as long as they can get away with it. And unfortunately, he came back into my life after after
2: I left house, and um, you know, was in a vulnerable position. And he came back, and I was afraid of him, but I didn't know why. And he he started rolling again, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm back on track. And not only that, I have a child. And he was to take me to Louisiana and marry me, and my child, our child, and had threatened, um, and doing S&M, torturing me, basically said, if you try to leave me, nobody's going to believe you. They're going to think you're crazy, lock you up, and I'll have her all to myself. And, you oh. know, threatened to call this pornography to my friends <laughs> and my grandparents, which he said to kill them and all kinds of, you know, manipulation and, um, oh, sorry. so it wasn't just, I'm you know, an ongoing thing.
5: Yeah. Um,
2: matter of fact, he came after me, yeah, got my mom. So I, with him when, uh, I was 17 and she, had, you know, oh, about 90 seconds left. So, uh, going to end here with, uh, with our music and uh continue to come on and like i said continue the the nasca and continue to um um reach out to people and everybody is welcome thank you have a good evening thank you and-
4: victoria <laughs> yeah you keep coming on yeah okay good night <laughs>
0: I stroll
1: through the picture what I've left behind. I'm locked, I'm locked up, up in memories They all intertwine The memories hidden In my mind. mind I know tomorrow Cause that dawn will we'll come You will never know What you've done.